Ride the Vibes, a refreshing, fun, and informative experience. Join Steve and Winnie on VoiceTube Studios. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ride the Vibes podcast. This is your host, Steve. And this is your host, Winnie. We are recording from VoiceTube Studios, and this is our very first episode. That's right, our very first episode. And if you want to get to know us more, we have our episode zero where we talk about ourselves. Yep, it's just a great chance to get to know more about us, and it's really fun and relaxed, so there's no no worries about not understanding the context of the conversation. That's right, but today we are talking about intercultural relationships. And if you don't know what an intercultural relationship is, we will tell you. Basically, it's just a relationship with some two people from different cultures. So maybe it could be an African-American dating an Asian or a white person dating a Hispanic person. That's right, that's what an intercultural relationship means. Or someone like me, an immigrant dating someone from Taiwan. I just want to let you know that we're both in Taiwan right now, but I'm an American. I'm a Caucasian American living in Taiwan. And uh, I am a Taiwanese. I'm actually a Taiwanese. I was born here, but I grew up in Canada, so I'm like Taiwanese slash Canadian, and I now live in Taiwan as well. Yeah, and if you don't know, Taiwan is a very homogenous country, which means that the entire population is mostly one kind of person. So, yeah, Taiwan is just very multicultural. Yeah, so most Taiwanese people are actually from the Han Chinese population. I want to say something like 85 to 95% of the population. Mm -hmm. There's also an indigenous population. And I think the aboriginals. The aboriginals. And I think only 1% to 3% of the population are actually foreigners, many of who come from China. Yes. And also, I think uh, during the last uh, 20 years, I think we have more people from the Southeast Asia. Because um, a lot of a lot of the men here are marrying people from the Southeast Asia. Yes, I've heard about that. A lot of uh, men will date girls from Vietnam. Because we have a lot of foreign workers from the Southeast Asia, and I actually know a lot of friends whose parents or uh, one of their parents are from the Southeast Asia. Okay, yeah, that, that's definitely interesting because it's just so different from the USA, where you can literally find people from pretty much any culture in the world, somewhere in the country, and especially in big cities, you're constantly surrounded by different um, cultures. Yeah, it's just like uh, how I visited Toronto um, this summer. Um, anywhere you go, you can see Asians, or you can see Hispanic people, or white. Yeah, and I mean, I come from a very uh, white part of the country. I'm from Maine, which is very, very white, because we don't really have any major cities, and we're not a big state in the country. We have a lot of land, but not many people. So not a lot of immigrants. Yeah, but that said, we still definitely have, you can still definitely see Asians, African Americans, Hispanics, and whites all in, all in the city. Okay, so you would say that the world is now like a big melting pot, right? Um, It's getting there. I think that there's been a lot of globalization, and there's still countries like Japan where there's very few immigrants, and they don't really take in immigrants, but um, I think the world is slowly becoming more like that. All right. So let's talk about our own relationships. Yeah. Sounds... You want to you wanna start with you first? Yeah. Where do I begin? Um... Oh, where do you begin? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, playa, no. Um... Playa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've actually, when I was in the USA, I only dated um, other, I guess you call them white girls. No, <laughs> the, the white girls. <laughs> the white girls. You mean people who speak like... Oh my god, something like no, that. No, I never did. Those are called valley girls. Valley girls. I never dated a valley girl. 
I had my in the U.S. I had like very artistic kind of artsy girlfriends who are in art school or really into like music and. Wow, I wonder what it's like. I've always wanted to date like you know someone who's like really artsy. Um, it's very um, hectic relationship. It's not really grounded, especially when you're younger. Because art artistic people, myself included, tend to be very. We live on the highs and lows of life, so we either feel really really good. Or we just feel like our whole life is crap because we're not making anything that's worth that we we're not making anything that we think is valuable. Okay, now <laughs> I know how I've been feeling. Maybe I myself know am a very artistic person mm-hmm. or like an artsy person because I feel that all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like you live you live really high with your successes, but you feel your failures and things you perceive to be your failures really hard. Yeah. So you were saying you dated uh, this white girl. And that that was when you were in the States. Yeah, when I was in the States, I was in the States until I was 25, and I only had white girlfriends up to that point. Mm-hmm. And then after 25, you moved to... Uh, South Korea. South Korea. So what about the relationships there in South Korea? Um, I was in South Korea for two years. I only dated one girl. And yeah, I think that it's interesting when you come to uh, East Asia because there's two kinds of girls, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girls here, when it comes to foreigners, there's some girls literally never want to date a foreigner. They want nothing to do with dating foreigners. They would rather just date their own, um, date within their own culture. But why is that? Well, why do you think is is happening? Well, I think it's just a matter of them feeling more comfortable within their own culture. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have as much exposure to English. Maybe they feel more comfortable and they maybe they have more par- the parents might be more involved maybe i think there's a lot of reasons i don't i couldn't say exactly why but mm-hmm. do you think that there's a do you see being taiwanese that there's a population of girls or boys that really have no interest in dating foreigners um well i know a few people who they just don't have any interest um in dating foreign people but i mm-hmm. think most of the people i know um, I'm not being stereotypical or something, but most of them are from the south of Taiwan. I think a lot of the people from, um, you know, where I live in Taipei right now, a lot of them want to date foreigners, or maybe it's because my friends are all, you know, what they, they called ABC. Mm-hmm. So most of them speak English, and most of them are sort of like uh, what we called more uh, more like a North American culture type of person. So they want to date foreign people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just want to emphasize, I don't think it's bad because I think that I have a lot of friends in my hometown that would only feel comfortable dating within their culture. I think it's just easier and you have a lot more in common to start with. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the advantage. But I was going to say, there's another type of girl who I've encountered that really only want to date foreigners. They've almost kind of gone and they've sort of like fallen in love with a different culture. I think they've definitely... Um, but influenced by probably American culture mm-hmm. more than anything. And I think that they, there's definitely girls I've met that only date foreigners. Yeah, well, I would I would want to call myself as a person who only date, like, foreigners. But that's because I grew up in Canada. You know, I sort of identify myself as, um, like, a North American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, yeah, I guess it would be kind of hard to classify your relationships as cultural or intercultural yeah but the thing is it's quite hard for me to sort of meet foreigners in taiwan i mean it's not that hard because i do go out and party Mm. and stuff i do meet a lot of foreigners but most foreigners i meet are straight you know what i mean but i'm not straight right yeah so 
I guess we're going to get we're going to get back to that in a minute because mm-hmm. we're going to. But I will say that when I was in South Korea, my girlfriend was one of those girls. She told me she would never date a Korean guy. Oh, why? Um, she I mean, thought that people around the world are crazy about Korean people, right? The K-pop and thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. This is a little controversial, but I feel like in Korea, the men just have a lot of control, mm-hmm. and their culture is still very traditional. Mm-hmm. So I think that she didn't want to fit into that culture where you get married when you're like 28, you have a baby when you're 30, and you become like a housewife. Mm-hmm. She just wasn't looking for that kind of life. Mm-hmm. And I think that she saw dating a Westerner or dating someone from a different culture as being a little bit more free and open. I think this is like um, a change of uh, like a family concept because I know a lot of people or in the past I know uh, uh, with with my parents generation, a lot of them, they just want to, you know, graduate and get married and have a family. But I think people nowadays, um, they focus more on themselves, right? Yeah, I think that we get we're more likely to get higher education with university. And we end up with a lot more debt to begin with. I think there's so many things we think about before marriage now mm-hmm. that the, the culture has definitely changed because my parents are that same exact way. You know, my dad was 26 when he had me and my mom was 24 mm-hmm. when I was born. So that's really young compared to like our generation right now. Yeah, I think most people don't want to have a have a child until like after 30. Yeah, yeah, it's getting kind of crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But I will say right now I have a Taiwanese girlfriend and she is not the same as my Korean ex. Like my Taiwanese girlfriend has had Taiwanese boyfriends before and she's much more okay with dating foreigners or Taiwanese people. Yeah, but that's my experience so far and I'm now that you mentioned yours a little bit, let's cut more into your side of the relationship experience. Okay. Well, I am currently 25 and I have to I have to say I have to like emphasize the fact that I've been single for the past 8 <laughs> years. 8, oh, eight. freaking years. I thought you were going to say eight, 8 months. No, not 8 months, man. 8 years. Um so uh in my entire life I've only dated this one girl. Um I was in a like a two almost 3 year relationship with her. She's Taiwanese and I do feel like um there's we, we, we fight a lot. We have conflicts all the time. And uh, sometimes I think about it, I think it's because we're too different. Like, um, I prefer speaking English, but she doesn't really speak English. And sometimes we have different values. Okay, I mean, that's interesting because you're, you're fluent in Chinese as well. Mm-hmm. But you found it hard to be in a relationship just speaking Chinese? Um, sometimes I feel like there are, there are words that are easier uh, said in English. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, sometimes... I feel like it's more romantic to say things in English. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's interesting. I mean, I think the language barrier is a huge obstacle for most interracial couples. Mm-hmm. But I think the second half of this is a little bit maybe more interesting. So what did you find challenging with your value system? You said she valued different things than you did. Yeah, well, um, she thinks that if I... Well, maybe it's a personality thing. I don't know. She thinks that if I'm dating her, then I should like dedicate all my time to her. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's very important to also focus on yourself and focus on your career goals. Even though I was like, I don't know, 13. No, I wasn't that young. I was 15. I was 15. 15 to 17, I was dating this girl. And I sort of want to focus on making more friends and focus on my interests. But she doesn't agree with me. She feels like we have to spend all the time together. Yeah, I don't think that will work. I think in those situations, and I can relate to this because me and my present girlfriend have this same problem to some Mm -hmm. extent, is that you need to make a compromise. So 
um, you need to find a way to make well, let yourself get closer to them while mm-hmm. they also try to give you more space. And that's a really, really hard balance to um, find, especially you were a teenager. And I think teenagers tend to have a they tend to struggle with relationships in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was just too young, but yeah, um, I just want to let people know that if you're currently dating someone, it's very important that you focus on yourself as well, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you don't focus on yourself at all, I think that there's a danger that if you ever break up or stuff goes wrong, that you will maybe lack confidence or not have the ability to recover on your Mm -hmm. own when you need to. Yeah, and one thing is that because I'm a girl dating another girl, and of course, most of my friends are girls, so then she gets all jelly, like jealous and stuff. Um, I think, (laughs) you know, I think that's what people should know is that, you know, when when you're dating a girl and she has like more girlfriends or like friends that are girls you got to give them space and you know more trust yeah i mean that's really really hard especially i think with girls in asia my my friend my girlfriend in asia doesn't really like me hanging out with any other girls period yeah yeah i think that's maybe that is a cultural thing it might be to some extent i mean it's not like western girls are going to be super happy if you're spending a lot of time with other girls especially Mm -hmm. one-on-one But I think in our culture in the U.S., it's more normal to have platonic relationships with just like a man and a girl that are just friends that Mm -hmm. will never date or never have sex. Yeah, that's true. Platonic relationship or love is a type of close relationship Um, that is non-romantic. That means guys and girls can just be friends. That is possible. Yeah, I mean, I have some old friends um, from high school and university that are females, and I would have no issue hanging out with them one-on-one. It wouldn't be weird. But um, all right, let's since we both have experience dating Western and Asian peoples, mm-hmm. let's talk about these two cultures on a more uh, wide scale, like just some of the maybe stereotypes or some of the more generalities. Not really stereotypes, some of the more general information. You want to start with the Western? Yeah. So I would say, like, let's talk about the amount of time it takes to date. So Westerners, I think, take a longer time to start a relationship. Mm-hmm. In my experience, like, it almost seems like we have a trial period where you're testing the other person and seeing if they're a good match. I think that's pretty cool. Um, it's like starting starting out as, as friends, you know, get to know this person more. But for Asians, I think at least for... Um, well, not my friends. A lot of the people I know, well, but they're not my friends. I feel like they sort of feel like um, if they see someone that they like or if they meet someone that, um, you know, they have feelings for, they kind of just feel like they, they just assume that they have to date. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they're more willing to take a chance, I guess. Mm, or maybe they just want people to be in a romantic relationships with them. You know what I mean? They, they don't necessarily want to start as friends. They want to just, like, cut straight to the part where they start dating as, like, a couple. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And I think that this is a difference in mentality. As Westerners, we have this really strong idea that we need to find someone who matches us really well. Mm-hmm. So even if we get along with someone, maybe we say, oh, we don't really, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this person, even though I really like them, so I'm not going to date them. Whereas in Asia, I feel like you're more open towards um, starting a relationship with someone you're not completely sure about and you're willing to work more to make that relationship succeed well that that was that was the old me but this year (laughs) yeah this year i don't know something changed i don't know maybe a bus hit me or something i feel like uh before i just want to i just want to date people who i really like Mm -hmm. but now i feel like i should get to know these people more before i think about going into a relationship with them 
Yeah, I think that's the way I look at it, too. I definitely would not be going into a relationship after meeting someone, like, two times. Yeah. Well, how about um, family? You know, sometimes when you date someone and your family don't really like them, you have to break up with them. At least this is what um, my family is like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my family's never really disliked one of my ex-girlfriends. In fact, they didn't know why I broke up with my last American girlfriend when I was there. They said, oh, she's so nice. She's so cute. Why would you break up with her? So, I mean, I think the family in the West is pretty hands-off unless maybe it depends. It really depends on who it is. But my parents don't really care who I date. Uh, It's more my decision. And as long as she's not like a really bad person or a criminal or something, I think they're okay with it. I think, you know, the interesting part uh, between the Western and the Asian uh, type of relationship is that if you're maybe like a Westerner, you'd be more willing to bring your girlfriend home, right? And to like introduce them to your parents and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think in Asia, if you bring your boyfriend or girlfriend home, that usually means this is a serious relationship and you're about to get married. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, you'd know more than I do about that. But mm-hmm. I definitely know in the West, it's probably a little bit more casual, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, at least for me, I don't think I'll ever sort of like bring my partner home and show my parents because I'm pretty sure they're not going to be okay with it. Yeah, that's due. I mean, I guess your parents are a little bit more conservative. Definitely. They definitely are. Um, a lot of the older generation, they still have this concept that... Um, I don't I don't I don't want to say like homosexual, but this is something that they still couldn't really accept. Yeah. I mean, in the West, it's kind of a big problem, too, with certain um, especially people that are religious. You Mm -hmm. find people that are more like um, Christian or hold more conservative values. They tend to be less open with homosexuality. Yeah. But uh, basically, to conclude, if your parents don't really like your partner, at least in Asia, there's a really, really high chance of breaking up. Yeah, I mean, that's really crazy because I've never even thought about my parents when I dated in the West. All right, well, let's talk about the ways that flirting differs between the West and Asia because flirting in the West is really, really, it can be very confusing. And I feel like we're much more into, like, wordplay. Like, you need to be funny. You need to Mm kind of, like, entertain the other person. Yep. And that also might show that you're intelligent. And I feel like in Asia, it's so much more straightforward. It's like, I like you. Oh, you like me? Let's date. Oh, yeah. It's definitely (laughs) like that. But I think I'm more of a Western person when it comes to the flirting game. Because I do love playing mind games. Like, my flirting game, I would say I'm definitely... I wouldn't say I'm manipulative, but I would do things and say things to get uh, the girl's attention. Okay, so you mean you would be the first one to approach them? Yeah, well, no, actually. Um, I want to make sure that this girl or guy is at least interested in me. And if I'm certain that at least he has a little bit or she has a little bit of interest in me, I would start playing games. I would start um, doing things and saying things to get their attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm actually a little bit more... um, I like to play it more cool, I think. It's more my style just to be casual Mm -hmm. and sort of just like... but. I have that side of me that plays it too cool. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I have to pretend like I don't care about the other person that much. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like built into my Western mind. I'm like, oh, I really like this girl. So I got to kind of like pretend like I'm like really busy and have all this stuff going on and I have all these cool friends and I don't need to pay attention to this person. Yeah, I know that because I do that sometimes as well. Like, but I think it it has something to do with um, self-consciousness. 
or like insecurities because yeah. I feel like oh what if I what if I show you that I like you but then you don't like me back what if I mess things up you know because we're really good as friends but I want to I want to move on to the next stage but what if you don't like me as you know like a like a lover or something you're friend zoned yeah I'm like super friend zoned <laughs> I've been friend zoned in the past eight I years have, I have too I've been friend zoned it definitely sucks and once you get friend zoned there's no way out. I know. Okay, well, let's wrap it up with a final topic. And this is going to be um, the bias people have towards multicultural relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, do people in Taiwan or the USA, do they have a problem with multicultural relationships or are they pretty accepting of them? So, Winnie, what do you think about Taiwan? I think in Taiwan, a lot of the girls who are dating foreign guys, um, I think people would think that they just want a better life or maybe they want to move move to somewhere else because a lot of a lot of the times that is the case. So people still feel like, oh, if you're dating a foreigner, that's only because you want to go somewhere else or that's only because you're the leftovers, you know what I mean? Yeah, although I think that there tends to be a natural curiosity when it comes to like um exotic things like I think that Westerners, we tend to think Asian girls are very exotic and like very like beautiful and sort of more, I guess, feminine and more passionate and caring than some Western mm-hmm. girls are. That's definitely true. I think um, the girls, Asian girls, they're pretty tender and gentle mm-hmm. in general, um, whereas some of the uh, the Westerners, like the Western girls that I know, are like more tough. You know, they would uh, stick stick to. Uh, what they believe, they would stand up for themselves. But I think that that is the opposite in Asia. Yeah, not always. I think it is changing. But yeah, girls in my home, like main girls, are pretty much as tough as the guys. They mm-hmm. wear the same clothes. They do the same things. They can go fishing. They can go hiking. They all work. They don't want to be housewives in general. Well, I like girls like that. <laughs> so maybe you should come to Maine. <laughs> <laughs> I should move to Maine. I would definitely want to move to Maine. And uh, you were speaking about how... Uh, no, I was to be. I was speaking about how some of the girls are left over, and then you were saying how um, Western guys they think that um, Asian girls are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thing in, in Taiwan. A lot of the people say that. How come there's always this good-looking Western guy dating this not so very good-looking Asian girl? Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, but we actually look at it at the exact opposite, and we look at it. Basically, is like, wow, how did this like really unattractive Western guy end up with this really beautiful Asian girl? Mm-hmm. So I think that there's this thing going on where maybe Westerners don't understand Asian beauty standards very well, mm-hmm. and Asians don't understand Western beauty standards very well. Yeah, I think that it's because people have different beauty standards. You know? Yeah, like the kind of girls that Western guys like might be completely different than who the Taiwanese guys would consider beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think the Taiwanese guys would consider girls beautiful when they're they have like a, a pale skin mm-hmm. or when they have or when they're skinny. Uh but I think for Wester- westerners they like girls who are fit. Yeah, I think I don't like super skinny girls and I think that like I think girls with bigger hips and more more of a body are generally more attractive. Yeah, but I think it, it has changed because people are looking more into like a fitness and health. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the girls in Taiwan, uh, they work out and their uh, their body type is very toned, right? Yeah, now. yeah. But I think it's the same thing when it comes to guys. I think that a lot of um, people in Asia tend to think like skinny um, people are kind of attractive. So like tall, skinny guys tend to do very well in Asia, mm-hmm. whereas Western girls 
may not like that look as much. They want to, they might want a guy who has more muscles, a guy who's a bit more wider. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today, guys. We hope you really liked the episode and feel free to leave your comments and suggestions. We're going to put our contact information in the description of the episode. Yes, make sure you leave a comment and tell us what you think so uh, maybe next time you can hear uh, the topic that you like being talked about. Yeah, definitely. We're very open for suggestions, and this will be a weekly podcast, so look out for future episodes. And of course, there's more to talk about intercultural relationships. We might be able to talk about it in the future, so please make sure to stay tuned. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ride the Vibes. We're happy you enjoyed the show. We want to take our conversations around the world to reach more listeners. It would be totally awesome if you could like, share, and subscribe. Please turn on the notification bell so you won't miss a single episode. And definitely get in contact with us if you have anything you want us to talk about in the future. See you next time, and once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.